Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen, this, I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. <laughs> it's over. Wherever I'm he finna you, go. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with him. Listen, so you talk about pressure, how we get it done. Get it done. AJ Brown. Pretty good to get that guy on your side, say Pam. He's a good listen, AJ Brown. Did you hear what he said about the Titans? He said he told the Eagles every little detail that the Titans do play call wise, and the Titans didn't change a single thing. When they played this season. <laughs> Very candid. I like him. He's a good listen. Yeah. On the Western Hotline is uh, Kevin Cole of the Unexpected Points Podcast. We want to talk receivers because we do think the Bills have a big need for it. So, Kevin, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Thanks for taking some time this morning. Well, thanks for having me. I was looking at your receiver, free agent receiver rankings. I guess let's start with the Bills group because, you know, Gabe Davis, he didn't – I don't think he had a bad year, but – the idea that maybe he was going to be a really good number two, that, that could still happen going forward, but it, it did feel like the Bills overall had issues at receiver. I think the best evidence of that is Cole Beasley and John Brown off the street to join this team in the playoffs and for the stretch run. So I guess the first part of the question is, how, how much do you think that the need is there for the Bills at the position? Uh, I definitely think the need is there, and this goes to some research from a former colleague of mine, Eric Eager at PFF. He really looked at the value of a secondary or even a tertiary receiving option on teams, and it's gone way up over the last five, ten years. I mean, if we just think back to the prototype kind of dominant wide receiver one, um, back in the, you know, again, it would go back a, a generation ago. They were getting targeted much more often. They were really just the focal point of the offense. And now defenses, defenses have gotten a lot smarter. It's more about getting open necessarily than winning, uh, you know, 50-50 balls and contested catches for receivers. So for that reason, you need a second or a third option that knows how to get open on any particular play so you can counter whatever a defense is doing. So I do think it's a big, big issue for the Bills. Um, I mean, my question is going to be, and it'll be interesting to hear what you guys think about this, is you know, a lot of guys' cap numbers are also going up at this point for the Bills. So I'm not sure you know, free agency versus the draft, what would be the right way to approach this. Uh, I think the draft is definitely going to be an area where they're going to have to probably take multiple shots at receiver to make sure that they hit on one of them. Yeah, I think for us, you know, if we're talking free agent receiver, we're probably looking at bargains and you know Odell Beckham was a conversation here Kevin for most of the year because 
Well, once you got in season, the options were very limited. Once you got past the deadline, it was pretty much him or, it turns out, Cole Beasley and John Brown. So Beckham ends up not going anywhere, and I I really don't know what to expect about his market value after missing a full season. It, it was an idea when the Bills, I think, were a little more desperate, and I'm not sure about it. I, I you know, when it comes to his value, the injury is going to be an issue. Like, what to what to think about the injury? But if he is at full health, and you don't have to worry about the injury, what kind of market value do you think he has, and what kind of production should anybody expect from from Beckham? Is is he still a good idea? I think he's still a good idea. It's just a situation where if you're taking a shot on Beckham, and I think this is probably going to be the case for Michael Thomas also, who has you know missed a ton of time over the last few years is both of those both probably player and team are going to want to do a one-year type of prove it deal and I know Beckham has kind of been you know on a prove it sort of situation for multiple years now but until he plays out another season again I don't think it's going to be it's going to look good at least from his perspective on and you know APY the type of money the type of guarantees he can get uh, doing more than having a healthy season and then getting another contract. And, you know, Beckham's pretty young. He's actually, uh, you know, seven months younger than Michael Thomas. So he's he's someone who is still a year away from being 30 years old. So I do think it's an option. But, again, it's something where you're writing him into your roster, maybe in very light pencil um, with the assumption that he's going to end up being something. And it shouldn't dissuade you from taking additional shots, again, in the draft to make sure you have duplication and you have – uh, guys available who can make up for the fact that Beckham may be injured or another circumstance. Would you expect him to get big money? I mean, I I, I guess not to even predict where he goes, but um, do you do you feel like his market value warrants it, or is it a better idea for him to maybe take less? There was a rumor out there that he wanted like the Michael Gallup style contract last last year. Um, so I guess where, what do you actually think ends up happening with him in his landing spot? Well, I mean, I think his market value has probably gone down in some ways year over year. I mean, I know that he's going to be healthy on day one, so that's a difference. But, you know, if you're out of the league for a year, people can forget about pretty quickly um, how good you were or how good you were going into that playoff stretch and Super Bowl run for the Rams. So I think his market value is going to be down as far as what he's going to get. I don't know. I mean, I I guess for him, I still see it as a one-year deal type of situation where maybe he's getting somewhere – Maybe he can get between 10 and 15 million for that one year. I'm not sure how it works, uh, but there's going to be one team I think who's going to have that type of capital to spend maybe 15 million on him for one season, and then be happy to have his rights uh, to potentially franchise tag him or whatever in the following off season to then work out a long term deal. I think that's still probably the most likely outcome for him. Kevin Cole, Unexpected Points Podcast, joining us on the Western Hotline. You know, as you mentioned, the cap, one of the names I see, I saw him low on your, your rankings, Paris Campbell. And I, I guess the question I get with him or with anybody is, is there any such thing as hidden value at the receiver position, right? It's, it's with, with running back, you can get a lot of production from seventh-round picks, as we've seen that with the Chiefs. You know, there's certain positions where plug-and-play can be it. And I think the teams are increasingly finding that at receiver – you know, your quarterback is obviously a factor here. The Chiefs just traded off Tyree Kill and got a couple of guys to come in and, and do well. Is there any sneaky value at receiver, or is the market generally pretty fair? Even, I mean, I want to think about Christian Kirk, who was said to be way overpaid. He goes to Jacksonville and plays really well. It's almost like 
you know, if, if he was a secret, you would have thought somebody would have signed him as a as a bargain deal. And even that didn't happen. So where are the bargains to be had at the receiver position? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I took more of a like macro look at all of free agency to see what level of talent is available in free agency versus the draft. And I think it's important to look at that way, even when you're developing your draft strategy. If you can say, hey, we can get these types of positions in free agency – then we don't need to look at them for the draft. So receiver was one. Receivers, at least on the offensive side, receivers and offensive tackle, it's hard to find values in free agency. So what I think you want to do, and maybe this is a little bit of the formula for the Kansas City Chiefs and what they did with MVS and with Juju Smith-Schuster last year, is you're not going to necessarily get a bargain type of player. I mean, I don't know if those contracts you would say are are bargain types of deals, but you can get – competent receiver play potentially in free agency someone you could say okay this guy can start for us this guy can fill a third receiver type of role for us and don't break the bank don't commit yourself for more than one year Um, and then again go back to the draft to try to find longer term solutions yeah maybe that's for the bills last year jameson crowder like they got him on a cheap deal he can be competent unfortunately he got hurt so it didn't really pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, injuries is always a big thing. So again, you have to you have to have duplication. I think for for wide receiver and for cornerback, for most teams, it's one of those things where no matter how deep you think you are at the position in the off season, uh, midway through the year, it seems like half of the NFL is saying, "How can we add more of those players?" The the free agent market. Just as I look at the list and look at your rankings, I, it's the Bills. It sounds like they're depleted at the position, but I feel like they need speed, and they also needed last year that Cole Beasley replacement for those those easy button throws, the underneath stuff for Josh Allen. And as I'm looking at the list, isn't that kind of what this market is? Like Michael Thomas with the underneath stuff and Juju Smith-Schuster and Jacoby Myers. Like If, if the Bills were to tap into this market or any team, does it feel like to you that the, the, the guys that are available are more the receivers in that mold rather than you know, expect them to go off for two catches and 100 yards in a single game? Yeah, I think that's mostly the case. I mean, maybe Nicole Hardman's a guy where he showed some explosive ability, especially in his rookie season, has been okay since then. I think he's maybe the Christian Kirk of this offseason where he might get the biggest contract of anyone because he at least – has shown, you know, whatever he ran, you know, four three eight or something like that at the combine, and he made some big plays down the field. So he showed some of that tantalizing potential that people may may fall in love with. But again, he's not going to be a, a cheap option. So yeah, you, you have your guys like Jacoby Myers, who people think are going to get a big contract, but he again is not really a threat in that sort of way. I mean, maybe someone like DJ Chark is a guy who can get down the field. Uh, who came back from injury, didn't quite have a full season. He's someone who fits into that mold. And again, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a free agent again. I don't know what he'll command on the market, but the fact that he did not have really great numbers with Patrick Mahomes, that everyone's expecting that to inflate people's numbers, probably means that he could be had for the same type of price that he was or less even the year before. And he's just a good option who knows how to sit down and can be productive for you sometimes, but he's just not going to take over a game or something of that nature. Kevin Cole on the Western Hotline. Kevin, you also had guard rankings, and I don't know that many fans get excited about guards. I feel like here we would. It's been a position that's been a bit of a, a rotating door, and, you know, what Roger Saffold for a year. The, the Bills have been, mm, I don't want to say cheap at guard. It, it seems like a position they think is one of these plug-and-play spots, and 
Maybe that changes this year. Maybe that's a draft pick. Maybe that's free agency. Is is it a decent class of free agent guards out there? Yeah, I think it's a decent class. And again, just generally, I would say guard almost more than any other position, offensive or defensive in the NFL, is a position to target in free agency. There's a higher level of talent available there. Um, if you look at the players who I project, how much value they're going to add on a points basis uh, over a type of average or backup player next season, the guard position, it's about twice as long if you look at players uh, the number of names on there that'll add positive value versus looking at tackles or receivers or other places. So it's a good place to go. And I think it's because there are these structural dynamics in the market, uh, particularly the franchise tag. The franchise tag for all offensive linemen is based on not by position. It's based on anyone. So if you're going to franchise tag a guard, you have to do it at the same level that's based upon, you know, elite tackle type of contracts, that amount. And because of that, that means guards you know, slide into free agency a little bit more often. So when you have a limited number of picks you can use in the draft, I think it's good to not use those, at least not in the early rounds on guards, and then look to fill out that position in free agency. Kevin Cole on the Western Hotline. What in terms of tackle? We talked a little bit about right tackle yesterday. There was a Mike Giardi clip where he brings up Spencer Brown and inconsistencies in his game. And I don't know if the Bills would want to move off him you know, desperately, but we've been talking about it a little bit. It's an important position, and maybe that's more the draft. There's that Ohio State right tackle that might go late first round that is just a monster. But you say, he's like, what, he's, seven, his wingspan is crazy. It's like, it's like 6'8", 360 yeah. or something. Um, but what do you see in terms of right tackle options this offseason if the Bills were to try to upgrade at that position? Yeah, I mean, tackle is probably also falls into that bucket with wide receiver that it's tough in free agency to look at that. I mean, there, there's going to be some names out there. I, mean, I think Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be franchise tagged again, probably. So he's going to be off of, off of the market. Uh, Caleb McGarry is another name out there, but he's kind of been a more dominant run blocker than pass blocker. So I don't know how well that fits in with the Bills scheme. Probably not that well. Uh, you also have Jawan Taylor, Terrence Steele, a few other guys who are out there. Mike McGlinchey, if he makes it to the free agency, which I think he will, will be out there. But I, I just don't think any of those guys are going to be that cheap. So the problem, I think, for the Bills this offseason would be, if you wanted to fill that position, you probably want someone who's going to step in and be good immediately. And for tackles, sometimes you can step in and be great, like a Tristan Wirfs immediately. Sometimes you can be more like an Andrew Thomas, who looked completely lost in his first season and then developed into being a better player later on in his career because tackle has the longest um, life aging curve here. You can be really, really good at the position well into your 30s uh, outside of quarterback. So, I don't know. I feel like if you want to just fill the spot for 2023, maybe you look to go cheap and hope to get a, get lucky on a mid to bottom tier, you know, tackle and see if you can get a swing tackle who can be an upgrade. Otherwise, I would just be more building for the future and just hoping you get one of the unique guys who can be good in this first season. It's debatable whether you even think you need offensive line with this quarterback. Not like at all, but yeah. you know, to have an elite unit. I mean, Josh Allen is as good at buying time as almost any quarterback in football. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, when the Bills have to lay out what assets they have on the table, what can we spend, you know, in free agency, what the first round pick, the second round pick, doesn't it, to you, does it feel like receiver, when surrounding Allen with the right infrastructure, that receiver should take precedent over a strong offensive line? I think so. Yeah, I think receiver should take precedent. I agree with you that they're, not only with the quarterback, Allen, who's 
pretty good at not taking sacks. And if he is, if there is pressure, he's good at getting out of pressure or creating his own pressure in order to make a bigger play. Um, I also think, you know, he's been someone, and we've seen some games, I'm not sure, sure we saw it last season, but definitely in previous seasons where the Bills would just come out and throw it almost every single play and do a lot of quick games. Stuff you do like that, and we saw Patrick Mahomes do it in the Super Bowl against the Eagles with a very low average depth of target. I mean, you can neutralize pass rush in different ways that doesn't involve having a great offensive line. So, yeah, receiver would be number one on, on my list, and it's not just because of not having – the depth. It's also, you know, you want to be continually building. So even someone like Stephon Diggs, who's, you know, who's going to be getting up a bit older in a couple of years, you just want to have a pipeline at that position. Finally, Kevin, I got to ask you this because we in Buffalo find ourselves back in the same spot we've been for three years, which is seeing running backs mocked to the Bills in the first round. <laughs> Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, and the Bills have drafted their running backs. And now we're seeing a lot of Bijan Robinson, who is. You know, an incredible prospect at the position. And we've been through it so many times that I worked myself all the way to, hey, 28th running back isn't as bad as second overall. If they do it, oh, okay, you know, they're a complete roster. This time around, you know, it's it's a little Groundhog Day. So I guess I'd like um, <laughs> I'd like the, the, the whatever, the backing that, no, it's still a bad idea. And especially with this team now that they have – I think they find – kind of opened up more holes last year going to the draft we're like mm, corner two and then pretty much whatever you want this year you know whether it's help replacing Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer or the line or the receivers it seems like running back to me would be insane yeah yeah I think running back would be insane and I, I think you're right the formula for running back position when it comes to mock draft is you just point to the teams you think have the most complete roster and then you just give them a running back because you think, hey, they don't they already have everything else and if they don't have an elite running back, then that's where we'll put it there. Be and that kind of shows you that it is people's minds um a luxury pick. And I think in the off season we get fooled over and over again looking at rosters, assuming you have positions filled when you don't because players will either uh, fall off in their performance or get injured and just assuming you have depth where you don't. So again, the Bills, and I agree with you, I think they're in a worse position um, as far as depth this season. I think they're in a much worse position as far as the cap is concerned in this season. So having one of the most highly paid running backs come in as a rookie, when, which, which, which happens immediately when you do so in the first round, it just doesn't seem like a good allocation of capital. Kevin Cole, Unexpected Points podcast and newsletter as well. Um, Kevin, thanks again for the time and, uh, you know, We'll be following along and hopefully getting ready for some, some nice assets in the draft because we do we do expect a somewhat quiet free agency around here. Although Tremaine Edmonds, that's that's like the big decision for the Bills. Which yep. I don't know, what's the latest on linebacker, whether or not it's worth the, the level of investment? Uh I think if you get like I'm so I was surprised. I looked into it. It looks better than I thought it would. I mean, there is availability in free agency, so it's a decent place to look in free agency, but coverage grades and coverage uh, performance is actually pretty sticky there versus at yeah. defensive back. So I don't know. There's a handful of guys who are always near the top. I don't know if Edmonds is quite there. All right. Big decision for the Bills. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thanks, guys. Kevin Cole. Subscribe to his newsletter, Unexpected Points. Subscribe to his podcast. I like the Beckham the Form- Beckham idea. Formerly of uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, Get him number two after Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. Number two, three. Behind- Should we be talking about Michael Thomas at all? No. Because we think he's going to get paid? I have a tough time thinking. I don't, why is he different than Beckham, I guess? They both 
started their careers with insane seasons and basically haven't played in the last two years. How old is he? 29. Same age, roughly. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like I guess, He fits that underneath stuff that the Bills would need. It is why the Bills need to draft a receiver. They needed to last year and didn't, and now they're at a spot where they need to again. I really I don't want to get too bogged down on this because I'm not going to be upset if they go into next year with the receivers they have and a first-round pick at the position. But Or a second. Or a second, sure. even. But even that, a little bit. Kansas City threw how much at receiver? They they spent a second round pick on it. They traded for Tony a third round pick. They signed two guys in free agency. Like they signed four guys in one off season, or they made moves in for, for four guys in a calendar year. I don't really feel like the Bills should stop at one. I I, did, I would love to see them. Yeah, use a second round pick on the receiver, but. You're the Bills. You've got Josh Allen. You can't find a Juju Smith-Schuster that wants to take a bargain contract on a one-year deal? Well, maybe that's Beckham. Or maybe that's Michael Thomas. Uh, Or maybe that's... Well, here here you've got Kevin talking about Beckham. Matt Bowen. It was his piece at ESPN that was free agent best fits around the league. Mm -hmm. And he put Beckham to the Bills as the best fit. He also put guard Ben Powers of Baltimore. I saw that. As a best fit for the Bills. I know that name. But like even a Jamison Crowder doesn't have to be Beckham. Won't they do that? Yes, a guy that makes a million dollars and yes. like we've heard of him and like oh okay, yeah. this is a guy worth talking about. But in addition to what they do in the it, draft, it, it, there can't. It has to be a receiver that is young, cost controlled, with promise because Davis is entering the final year of his contract. Right. Even if you wanted to bring him back, that ends up being big money. He's a bargain now. He's totally worth what he's what the asset was. It's a good pick. He's a good player. Next contract, maybe, maybe not. I need to treat wide receiver like the Bills have treated defensive end when they drafted Basham, Epinesa, when they went three picks in a row in the first and second round. They did it because they want to keep flush and save money. Mm-hmm. I need to treat receiver the same way. 803 Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 